What up, Love Quest Nation? You are listening to the latest episode of our 12 p.m. Sunday experience, recorded live at our location in Vancouver, B.C. So come on in and enjoy a powerful right now word brought to you by our founding and lead pastor, Pastor Terrence Richmond. Enjoy. We welcome the Holy Spirit in this place. Lord, have your way. I have any prayer warriors in here? Just go ahead and, and pray with me for just a moment. Whatever is in your spirit, let's pray. Lord, we just thank you for this time. We thank you for an opportunity to be in your house. Thank you that you are here. And uh, thank you we have ears to hear and eyes to see. And I declare every person under the sound of my voice is good ground. Say, I'm good ground. My neighbor, good ground. And we just thank you, Lord, that we will profit some 30, some 60, some 100-fold from this word today. This word will not be sown in vain. But I declare that the Lord of the breakthrough is in this place. The Lord of the breakthrough is in this place. One more time, look at your neighbor on left and right. Say, if you don't like breakthrough, you're sitting next to the wrong person. You're sitting next to the wrong person. Amen. Well, good to see your faces, and um, this is our second second service. We are at what? Nine? Nine. One more again. Nine. One more again. Nine. And for the sake of those that may be out there that may chime in later, I mean, that may cut off later and not stay the whole time, I'm just going to make an announcement right now. I got a special announcement. Say nets. Say nets. Understand it's harvest time. And when it's harvest time, you can't afford to hold back what? Nets. You can't afford to hold back nets. And so service times is another form of what? Nets. And the Lord said, I will make you fishers of what? Men. And if we are going to catch fish, if we are going to catch men and women, if we are going to be an impact in this world, we are going to learn how to do what? Drop our nets. And so LoveQuest is excited to announce that starting September 5th, we are going to start a Saturday evening service. Absolutely. It will be at 6 p.m., perfect timing, 6 p.m., um, and it's going to be fire. It's going to be different than Sunday. So if you miss Saturday, you're going to miss Saturday. You're not going to get it on Sunday. Sunday going to be Sunday. Just like 9 a.m. is 9 a.m. It ain't 12, at 12 p.m., okay? This is that church. We, don't, we have not created this package for you where we've learned how. I don't even want to learn how to give you the same thing every service. No. Mm -mm. This service is going to have a little more gravy on it than the first service. We had biscuits in the first service. This service, we're going to have biscuits and what? Gravy. And then tonight, we're going to have biscuits, gravy, bacon, and all kinds of stuff. Because then we're going to go straight to sleep after that. And so, understand, some grits, shrimp grits, shrimp and grits. Amen. All right. All right. Anyways, 
I'm preaching already. But I'm excited about Saturday because we not only give people multiple options on one day, we give people two options, two days of options. So maybe you got something coming up on Sunday and you like, I'm going to get it in on Saturday. Or maybe you want to serve Saturday and just sit under the word with your friends on Sunday. Or maybe you want to bring your friends on Saturday because you got to serve on Sunday. I just believe you need more options. Right? The world has plenty of options. What if there was only one Cactus Club or one Earl's or what? But we have to make sure that we, at at bare minimum, we're going to try. But I think that Saturday is going to pop off real good. And uh, it's going to be your job to tell your friends. We'll have media uh, uh, marketing stuff for you very soon. But the date is going to be what? September what? 5th. At what time? 6. 6 p.m. My wife said that has an S on it. So it would have been 7 on Saturday at, Saturday at 7. You know how we like creating stuff. And I was like, babe, 6 got an S on it too. She was like, oh. <laughs> I promise you she's not stupid. She just had a, had a brain a moment right there, brain moment. But anyways, today's, today's um, conversation is going to be, um, it's going to be good. Yeah, it's, the, the title of today's uh, conversation is Authentic Identity and Image. Authentic identity and image. There is so much phoniness going on in the world. And church is one of the most phoniest places. Because we've learned how to, in Jesus' name, and I'm blessed and highly favored. And you are to declare those things. But the job is not to just be someone that declares the word. You should be a walking word. You should look like what the gospel says you should. Right? If you're a believer... You should have courage and joy. If you're a believer, your light should shine and you should not be responding to pressure like the world does. The world will cuss you out, but you don't have to cuss them out. The world is being true to their father, who is their father, the father of lies and the father of deception, the father of sin, the father of illusions, the father of fear. Right, But if you say you are a child of God, then you should act like your daddy. You should walk like your brother. You should be someone in this world that's a peacemaker. When calamity comes, when pandemic comes, you're not freaking out. You're not freaking out, right? When you have stress, you don't need an eighth of weed. Right? You don't need it. Why? Because I got natural peace. I don't need a clone of peace. Right? But the issue is, is we don't want to go through the process and we to give us peace for a few hours quicker. Amen. But understand that as long as your identity, peace, confidence is in something that's changeable, you will always be chasing something that's inconsistent. My identity now is found on the immovable, unchangeable, shake it all you want to, but it will not change. My, my identity used to be found on sand, but now it's found on what? The rock. 
So my wife can depend on me because I'm not a a father or a husband by sand. I'm a father and husband by the rock. How I love her is based on the word, not based on how my dad treated my mom. Shaka Zulu. It's my heavenly prayer language. (laughs) Let me just read a couple things for you real quick. Identity may be acquired indirectly from parents, peers, culture, and other role models. Children come to define themselves in terms of how they think their parents see them. It's not on how they see themselves, it's how parents, how they think parents see them. Here's the power of how you think people see you. The spies went over and two came back and said, we could take the land. And a bunch of others said, we grasshoppers to those giants. Who said they were grasshoppers? They said they were grasshoppers, not the giants. And so children develop identity based on how they think they're seen. Every last one of you are basing your identity on how you think you're seen. Yes, I got in the mirror today, and what I wore, I considered how you would see what I wore. So my color palette is what? Framboise. Framboise. Anybody know what framboise is? Raspberry, that's the color palette, raspberries. So I'm framboise today. Not framboyant, I'm framboise. And every day you walk out the door, and every time you're on Instagram, and every time you're on Facebook, and every time you're looking for your boo, you're worried about how they see you. As a child, the little boy will run up and say, do you know how many times a day I hear daddy look? And you know how many times a day I want to be like, no. But then how many times a day you got to act like that was really cool? Wow. And then me and my wife look at each other like, that was so stupid. But we can't tell them that was so stupid because they began to build their what? Identity. And some of you have been called stupid. Some of you have been rejected. Some of you have been hurt. Television told you what you was, what you're not. And now everything you do in this world, when you come in church, you serve from who you think you are opposed to who God says you are. Your resume is a list of things you've done out of what you think you want to do, what you think you want to be, based on who people told you was or you wasn't. So you've abandoned your dreams because your dream don't pay as much as what your mama said you was. But if your dream is to play a guitar for a worship band versus... Being a doctor that plays a guitar on his free time, then what would you rather do? Some of you are already like doctor that plays, but you're going to hate doctor. And you have a little bit of time to do what you love to do. But because somebody told you, 
that that amount of money makes you X, Y, and Z, and doing that means you're that. So now I choose my career based on not letting family down. That's not authentic identity. You're clone, you're clone, you're, you, are, you are second best, you are not first best. Everyone in here was made to be first best, original, not, not plan B, it's the thing. It's, it's the thing that I do. I don't care if it's basketball. I don't care if it's modeling. All of those things are just platforms. As long as God is getting the glory out of your platform and your platform is not your God and you're not a slave to your platform, you good. Following Jesus don't mean go to church and be an usher or preach or get in ministry. Everywhere you go is ministry. But if your identity is in culture and in the world, then no, the world cannot pick up where Jesus is because the one sent to the world is too confused about who they is. So your job is a place where you get paid opposed to a job is a place that you impact souls and you get paid to do it. So if you lose your job, you know there's always another place because God's going to make sure you get a job. Why? Because everywhere you go, he knows you're going to impact lives for him. Remember, I went to Fire Academy. All I, I went through all of that. It was hot. Learning how to tie knots. Dropping and rolling. All kinds of stuff. In a relationship, knowing that the only way I could get this girl is if I do something that's going to bring in money. A lot of it. So I spent nine whole months doing something my grandma was praying against. Asked my wife. My grandma was praying diligently. My grandson, don't ever get called to a fire. Guess what? Never got called to a fire. Because she was a grandma that knew who God called me to be. And she saw I was on my quest. She never discouraged me. She just did, baby, you sure you want to do that? Yes, grandma. Why? See, you got to convince yourself you want to be second identity. You got to tell yourself, no, I want to be a firefighter because it pays well. The benefits are awesome. Right? And you begin to follow this trail that's rooted in insecurity and fear to disappoint somebody the whole time. And you're wondering why it's hard to hear from God because you're in places he told you not to go. And then he'll bring you to church and you think it's an inspirational message. No, God's telling you that you need to hit the detour button. God's telling you. You're trying to please the wrong people. God's telling you, if you have to work to be married, you don't need to be married. In the sense, here we go. If I would have got married to that person, our whole marriage would have been based on me providing this certain lifestyle. No, we can't get, be married that long. That's a long time. And let, let, let pandemic happen, you get fired. Now your, whole, now your wife looking at you like you're crazy. You're just a disappointment. You're disgusting. You're just broke. No, baby, we broke right now. 
right? And what you got to understand, how many people, a lot of their arguing right now before marriage is based on providing and money and school and who I'm going to be. It's all wrapped up in identity. And this person needs you to be that person because that's going to make them feel good. Now they can take you to their mama and daddy and say, look what I brought home. Don't you dare make yourself a trophy. Don't you dare let yourself be dragged to somebody's parents' house and they show you off like, guess what my husband do? Guess what my wife do? Man, the heck with all of that. You be who God told you to be, whether they parents love you or not. Be who God told you to be. And don't apologize for it. Way too many people getting married to a resume. Then when that resume don't matter and you need some tender love and affection, it ain't there because that's not what you married. You married status instead of a son. Status will never satisfy. Don't you dare put your insecurities on somebody else and make them slave for you to have confidence in their life. No, 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 no. I will never go to another fire academy. If, and it's too late anyway. So, But if I could do it all over again, I would. And then I, 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 I forget. I have to take it over again because of one knot. No, you, can, you can't. That's people's lives right there. You better get that knot right. That knot could be somebody's life. So you got to do this thing over again. And I went through it again. All to fulfill somebody else's insecurity. Because if they married into this, it made them that. No. Amen. I feel that gravy coming on. That gravy wasn't there this morning. It was good. It was some good buttermilk biscuits, but this gravy making it real rich right now. Right now. All right. Hallelujah. Psychologists assume that identity, identity formation is a matter of finding oneself by matching one's talents and potential with available social roles. We find our identity in roles. We find our identity in roles. Let me tell you something. No role is who you are. What you do is not who you are. You can, you, can, you, can, you can idolize what you do. You can do what you do and be proud at the dinner table to brag to your friends and family about what you do. But no matter how much money you bring in, it's not you. You know who you are? When you're on your deathbed and all you got is you and God. Now talk to me. Because that money ain't going to help. That career ain't going to help. Nothing going to help when it's your last, when, when you're on your deathbed and when you are getting ready to transition. All that's going to matter is what really should have mattered. How did I treat people? How, it don't mean be broke. It means the stuff you wish you did on your last day on this earth, you should be doing all the way up till then. Because that's the stuff that matters. Your family, your friends, your peace. Right now, all he could do is be re relieved from pain. But you work so hard and so hard and abandon the wealth in your soul when it really matters, man. Amen. I told you, I told you you're going to leave here better. You're going to leave here better. But what it is, is we develop this orphan spirit. 
The difference between orphan and, and, and adopted. An orphan has been left one way or another by a parent. Parents died, they left you, you're part of an orphanage, and you're surrounded by other people with this abandonment issue. And so what that sends you off to do is you are trying to prove yourself. You are trying to prove yourself. But then what you got to understand about being adopted, look, your parents didn't get a choice of who they was going to have. Okay, let me help you out. Your daddy did whatever your daddy did, and your mama did whatever she did, and the day you came out was the day they was like, ooh, or wow. We're going to assume all y'all was wow, so beautiful. Right? That's the day they met you. Being adopted by the father, he had to choose you knowing who you were. He had to look at all your flaws. He had to look at all your frailties. He had to look at all of your mess and still choose to die for you. You were adopted. Do you act grateful? Do you act like you belong or, or do you have an orphan spirit? You're trying to prove you're, you're dealing with, it, with fruit of abandonment and rejection. I'm going to make sure this don't happen to me. That last one got over on me, but that ain't going to happen again. I'm going to leave you before you leave me. I'm going to reject me before you reject me. I'm going to quit before you fire me. Everything we do or you do or have done at some point in time, it's based on this thing that happened way back here that you have failed to deal with. So anytime the sign and fear of, of, of abandonment or rejection comes up, what do we do? We go in protective mode. Got to watch how I parent. I can't parent her based on how I want my friends to see me. Hey, to the man. Let's go through this. This question this most probably the most famous question that causes authors to be as wealthy as they are, that's caused seminars, people to pay $10,000 for three days at a seminar, um, you name it, who am I? Over half of you probably wrestle with that even if you act like you don't. Who am I? It's a never-ending thing. Who am I? Where am I going? What's my purpose? How did I get here? Why am I here? Where am I going when it's all over? Who am I? Am I poor? Am I what I do? Am I, am I who I am based on what my parents was or wasn't? Am I, who am I? Am I this because I have this job or don't have this job? Who am I because I'm still single at 30-something? Am I not good enough? Do I not look good? Am I ugly? Did I do something wrong? Did I mess up the last relationship? You're just constantly living in this. And one of the hardest things for us to do is to accept forgiveness. You know why we continue to sin? Because we have not accepted being forgiven. When you know somebody has paid your debt, you should be a very, very grateful person. 
if you got life in prison and God touched the judge's heart and just gives you community service, look, y'all, all, all we got on earth is community service. Let me help you out. You could be, ha you could have eternal hell. All you got is community service. That's go ye therefore. That's called community service. So instead of going to hell, go ye therefore and tell everybody what I did for you. Community service. We complaining about community service. Well, go ahead, go to hell then. What you want to do? It's like we pay, we we complaining. The Lord said, "I'm gonna pay the bill. You pay the tip." We man, we gotta pay the tip. Have you ever had somebody pay for a very expensive meal? No. That's part of the problem. Now I'm just playing. Have, nobody ever, have you ever paid for an expensive meal? Have you ever treated somebody? Have you ever treated somebody that was about to pay it? And then you was like, nope, I got it. Has that ever happened to you? Amen. Don't that feel good? I know you ever act like you wanted to pay and then they pay and you're like, whoo, thank you, Jesus. Glad you gone and took that cross for me because that was a cross, right? Nah, I got it. You like, you, you, you sure? You ever had a person be like, cool, you go ahead and do it then. Like, nah, nah, you go ahead and do it. <laughs> I get coffee. <laughs> no. Someone has paid for your nastiness. Someone paid for you to know who you are. The world that we serve, the world I once served, the alcohol I once drank, the weed that I once smoked, that drug dealer I keep buying it from, that worldly God I kept worshiping, has not died for me. My wife didn't die for me, my kids didn't die for me, nor do I expect them to. My identity has to be rooted in the one that gave his life for me. Everything else is changeable. Say, who am I? The search is never ending as long as what your identity is in and found on, or is found on or in, is changeable. The search is never ending as long as what your identity is in or what your identity is found on is changeable. Right? I couldn't put my identity, uh, JT, in basketball. Oh, my God. Basketball going to be over at something. You see why these ball players get depressed when their careers is over. Oh, they're not cheering for you now. You're not on ESPN all the time now. No, I've tasted that. I've been a part of that, and I'm glad my identity was not in it because then you get into depression because your identity was in fame. Your identity is what was in what you were for people. You were an entertainer. Now you can't entertain. They're on to the next entertainer. Now you're on to the next cheerleader. Images are developed in dark rooms, dark rooms. Images are developed in dark rooms. Your thought life, secret conversations you have. Images can be deadly to an identity built on sin. 
that's what the enemy loved, boy, when you're in your weak point, show your image. And that image, one image can take you down a very dark road. That's why you don't fall into adultery. You don't fall into fornication. You don't just smoke weed. You don't just drink. You don't just masturbate. You don't just watch porn. You don't just do those things. It's been a process of images working on your soul that you just refuse to deal with. You just think it's a picture. No, it's an image that leads to an imagination. And then you begin to imagine. You just saw the girl. All you saw was the girl. Now all of a sudden, the girl is in all kinds of scenarios in your head. Now in your head, you're sleeping with her. In your head, you're on a date. In your head, now you come to church and you see the girl and the girl is just a victim in your mind because all you see her as is this person you've been imagining. And guess what? Imagination leads to realities, true or false. Why do you think he tells us, meditate on my word day and night? When you renew your mind, what do you do? You begin to shift your imagination. Amen. I know we. Authenticity is not that popular these days. You don't meet too many authentic people. Authentic people stand out. I'm talking about authentic through and through. Authentic. Say authentic. authentic. And that's why we fight here in a very peculiar way, coming against division and coming against messiness and coming. No, accountability. You can't be authentic without accountability. Good, good accountability keeps you honest. That's why I love a wife that, that, that we started off with her just, just drawing boundaries, just lines, just lines. No, Terrence, you can't. Nope, I'm not them same other chicks. Nope, I'm not lowering that standard. Nope, not at all. Ain't getting in these jeans. Ain't getting in these jeans. Amen. You got, you got to understand that. You got to understand. Ladies, fellas need boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, don't need, they don't need you to try to be their boss and be a jerk to them. They just need healthy boundaries. They need you to be a woman of God. Yeah. You just don't give us what we want because we throw fits. I don't care how smooth our tongue is. You need boundaries, not attitude. That don't do nothing to us but keep us more isolated and not wanting to talk to you. Not trusting you with our feelings. Not being able, no, 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 no. You don't just, that's what his mom and daddy did. Are you creating a safe place for him to be a broken man? Are you creating a safe, are you strong enough a woman for him to have some little boy moments without you tearing him apart? <laughs> I know you. Don't you come to church to get happy news, happy news? This is happy news. The Lord see you in your secret places. Right? It's enough. The world is tearing us apart enough. You don't, you don't marry an attitude partner. Like we get along so good, we both be having attitudes. That's not a good sign. (laughs) 
Authenticity is not that popular. You look around. Our most popular singers are as popular as they are because they have to sell you an image that you paid for. All the people you Spotify and stream, guess what you're doing? You would probably be disappointed if you went to their house. They're not who got you dancing. But you are who got them rich. Because somehow they fulfilled something in you. You needed the cussing. You needed to drop that thing. You just needed that nasty. You somehow needed that. You just talk to me dirty. Talk to me dirty, dirty, dirty. We need that somehow. See, if people discovered who they really was, a lot of the people we making rich would be absolutely broke. And the people that are speaking truth would be absolutely rich. You don't want to listen to Common. You don't want to listen to Talib Kweli. You don't want to listen to Most Deaf. You don't want to listen to Black Thought. You don't want to listen to real hip hop. You want that trash. That's promoting the enemy's work. That's what you want. I refuse to be a disciple of darkness. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No, 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 no. Every test and season you face authenticates your identity. Every test and season you face authenticates your identity. This is the area we run from is authentication season. We do not like being exposed. We don't want to. You ever walk through the, through the security at the airport and you beep, 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 to get extra padded down? No, oh, no. Sir, can you come over here real quick, please? There was something in your backpack. Right, a laptop, books. You've seen it on the scanner. Why you need to do extra? Beep, 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 beep. But I always encounter that moment with joy. Can, can you go through a season and let the Lord give you some beep, 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 beeps? Or does that beep, 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 how many times beep, 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 you ignore? How many times the referee, Holy Spirit, threw a flag on the field? Violation! Beep, 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 what's that? How many people ever ignore beep, 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 beep? Right, none of y'all, some of y'all straight up liars right now. That's why you need to get delivered in Jesus' name. That's why you're where you is, because you're ignoring beep, beep, beep. Right now is a beep, 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 beep. That's why I keep doing it. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> Too afraid of beep, 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 beep. Why are you afraid of beep, 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 beep? That's humility. When you are able to be in a place where God will expose you to people that can care for you. When God will preach to you on Sunday, not the greatest feel-good uh, uh, message, but a message to say, I love you so much, I don't want to keep you going that direction. Right? Why do we want to surround ourselves with a bunch of people who is, if in the spirit realm, you would just, if you was with your buddies, you would hear, beep, 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 everybody got beep, 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 and the blind leading the blind. You dating, beep, 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 beep. But love will point out the beep, 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 beep. And then if you love God, you respond to the beep, 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 beep. And going to church isn't necessarily responding to the beep, 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 beep. It's taking what you get at church. You ever have an alarm going off for a long time? The best feeling or sound is when it finally goes off. Amen. 
that snooze button. When you come out on the other side and you don't hear that beep, 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 no more because you've grown. Or you could put a pillow over the beep, 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 beep. It's not as loud. And I've done that in my life. I put a pillow over the beep, 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 beep. And I just lowered the volume of it. But guess what it was still doing? No, no. The Lord desires to turn it off. And then when you get on the other side and you get through that, beep, 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 you're going to have a little rest for a little while. And guess what? All of a sudden you're going to hear a beep, 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 beep. Because you thought you was done. No, everybody in here got some raggedy stuff about you. Even me. I got some beep, 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 And I asked the Lord to reveal it to me every day. I want to work on my beep, 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 with my wife. If we argue, if we, if we do certain things, we sure don't argue like we used to. Nowhere, no women, stuff be over quick. We be like, what, what was that? You going crazy. Love you, girl. Bye-bye. Love you. Beep, 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 beep. Lord, I need to deal with that. I'll apologize. I forgive. You are all a work in progress. Why would you ignore it? Our cell phones are feeding us images every day. You got to be careful on your cell phone what might pop up. You know that, you know that thumb go up and then it... And you're looking around to see if, see if, see who looking. That's why you got that tent, the tent screen on your phone. Wifey ain't around. You laying this way on the pillow. Pastor, no, because I used to be toe up. I don't do that no more. Right? What are you doing? Images all day. You're dealing with beauty, you got images you're dealing with. Comparison is killing you. The enemy knows who you are and whose you are, but he has to test to see if you know. To see if you know. Do you know who you are? And let me tell you, the test is God certified. The test is God certified. The Lord will lead you and guide you into a season, a season of proving. It's not always the devil. But the Lord needs you to be authenticated. All right, let me get to some exciting parts. Matthew 4, and the tempter, the who? Tempter. One more time, the who? Tempter came and said to him, if you are. Every day you wake up, guess what the test is? If you are. I said it this morning. You rap, you sing, you do whatever you do. You post images like, like with the mug on. The guess what? Somebody going to see it and say, okay, if you're a gangster, we're going to test you. I don't know about Vancouver, but I know back home in Oakland, California, you publicly arrogant and gangster and flashing money and you rapping certain things, singing certain things. Guess what? You're going to get tested. Lady, you sing about sex. Guess what? A man going to come up and try you. You walk out the house with everything showing, don't be mad when the dude walk up to you. Hey, girl, what's going on with it? I know they don't talk like that in Vancouver, but what's going on with it? What's that about? 
Listen, why you mad? When you knew you were showing all of that and now somebody with eyes to see just verbalize, what's up? And now you're like, don't be looking at me like that. Why you do that? If you ain't really a gangster, don't talk about it. If you ain't gonna murder nobody, don't talk about it. Whatever it is, we're living in this very fake world. You watch porn out there. Anybody out there? You can look down. Keep your eyes down. That's a good job, buddy. Good job. Keep it down. <laughs> you can't expect your spouse to do all them tricks. They own stuff to do all that stuff. But because you have the imagination, now your expectation of her is what you see somebody else doing. Imagination will kill us if it doesn't lead to life. Are you capturing the thoughts you have and carrying them captive to the Word of God? How long do you sit on the couch bugging, worried about what's next? Imagination. Imagination. Yeah, you just gonna play that for background. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Romans 8, the entire universe is standing on what? Tiptoe. Standing on tiptoe, looking. And what does the Bible say? They're what? Yearning. What are they yearning for? Come on, what y'all scared for? What's up there? Talk to me. To what? See. Not here. See, now we, we, we got to see, Alicia. The world is looking, all of creation is trying to see the real church. Where, where are the real ones at? Where the real church at? Where the self-disciplined bride at? Where the joyful bride at? I heard them say they love Jesus. I heard them. I heard them say they followers of Christ. Or did they say they're Christians? Oh, they're a part of the organization, but not the movement. Not, they're not a part of building the church. Where's the real ones at? It's looking for power. It's looking for fruit. It's looking for evidence that you're different than the world. How do you respond under pressure? How you respond under pressure is based off of how you see yourself. And how you see yourself is, is gonna determine how you see the circumstance. If you know you're a child of God, if you know you're an overcomer, if you believe in the power of the blood, when you face pressure, guess what you're gonna think about? Guess what you're gonna sing? Guess how you're gonna respond? You're gonna respond from victory. You're gonna respond that the blood never loses its power. You're gonna respond from a place of power and strength and dignity and integrity. You are going to continue to be steadfast, right? Your muscle might get fatigued, but you're gonna keep form, right? I'm on my 50th rep on my curls. I'm not going as explosive, but I'm keeping my form. And as long as I keep my form, I keep developing muscle. But you ever see that person in the gym, just, you might as well stop lifting. Because you're going to hurt yourself doing all of that. 
But when you could just get it, that's why I spotter. A spotter. Pastor Dylan is one of my spotters. Elder John is one of my spotters. So when I do get weak, I don't got to what? Lose form. So I can keep on lifting because I got a spotter. See, people run from uh, uh, accountability. You run from spotters. And now you're walking by yourself, and guess what you're going to do? And you're going to hurt yourself. You're going to come to church with a spleen. You're going to come to church with a neck brace. And we're like, what happened to you? No accountability, man. I should have been lifting with. No. That's why we need the church. What is the church? Full of spotters. That's why you don't need to tell secrets. Why? You need to give your secrets to somebody that can lift them. You got that, baby? You got that? You got that? I mean, uh, Pastor Julia, you got that? You need to, the Bible says to confess your sins to one another, but, but not to people that's going to take your sins and be like, ooh, you nasty. You're going to trip somebody up. No, you got to give them to somebody that's going to help lift the burden. Hey, can you take this for me for a day, Dylan? Cool. You ready? You notice the spotter does not relieve you from having to lift. It helps you lift more. You ready? All right, let's do it. Come on. And a good spotter don't lift it for you. They just give you a little image like they helping you up. And they did just tap the thing a little bit. You over here thinking they lifting something. You doing the lifting. But what do they do? They encourage you. What if your spotter was like, oh, you weak, sucker. You so weak. Come on. Never going to lift with you no more. That's what people do when they, they leave, when things get tough. I ain't never lifting with you no more. Bible says carry your, your neighbor's burdens. You need spotters in your life. What am I preaching right now? I'm being your spotter right now. I'm telling you you're not alone. I'm telling you you're not who you have made yourself be or who the world has told you you are. What you do, what you haven't done, your failures, that's not you. Identity has always been an issue for God's children. Jeremiah says, before I formed you in, your, in, in the womb, I knew and approved of you as my chosen instrument. And before you were born, I separated and set you apart, consecrating you. And I appointed, I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. I appointed you. Then, then here's Jeremiah. He says, I... I can't speak. I'm too young. He points to his what? Insufficiencies. He points to his ability, not God's ability. And then he disqualifies himself because he's too young. Where have you disqualified yourself? Where has God or the pastor or a friend said, man, you can have joy today? And you're like, but man, oh, I, need, I need that to have joy. No, you don't. You don't need nothing but Jesus to have joy real joy you don't need nothing but Jesus to have real peace your job is icing on the cake your spouse is icing on the cake but when you are found that first day at work you're not celebrating like you never would have made it no you know you're gonna make it y'all got two claps that's all I got two chains that's it that's all I need that's all I need I would have lost my mind but now I see how you See, that's somebody who kept going. Do you notice the words, key words? Now I see. He only sees because he went through. He didn't give up on God. He actually kept worshiping God. Now I see how you were there for me 
yeah, I'm what? Stronger. I'm wiser. I'm better. Right? But you got to what? Go. You want God to bail you out. You got to make some choices because it's more than a bailout plan. It's relationship. It's image on the line. And God will let you stay in your mess if all you want is a bailout opposed to transformation. He's not trying to bail you out. He said, I once was lost, now I'm what? Found. I don't want to be once was lost, now I'm more lost. I once was blind, now I only got one eye that's blind. It ain't supposed to get worser and worser and worser. I have brought you out of darkness to be a marvelous light. Lord said to me, say not, I am only youth, for you shall go to all to who I shall send you. And whatever I command you, here you go, before you was formed in your mother's womb, the Lord already knew you. He set you aside and he called you and he prepared an assignment for you. He can't change his mind. So he tells him, look, you're going to go where I tell you to go because I can't change this. If I just say if I messed up and, and, and I messed up what God had for me at some point, but but God says the way I can get you back, you got to move to Canada though. There, there's no mess up time, and there's no lost time in God's plan for you. He he counted all the mess ups. He counted all the delay he counted all that and God can move you he could shift you to an atmosphere a country a relationship and make up 10 years 20 years of lost time so, so I had this plan over here for you but because those things shifted you didn't jump through the window when I had it open for you hey I got we, we still gonna do the same thing we just gonna go over to Canada and we ain't going to lose no time. We're going to get you right where you're supposed to be. No lost time. No lost time. Delay does not disqualify. Be, be not afraid, Jeremiah. Be not afraid of their faces. My grandma taught me this a long time ago, baby. When you stand up before the people, be not afraid of their faces. They ain't clapping, they ain't shouting, they ain't smiling. They look like they, they look like they're against you. You stand, God tell you to say something to your enemies, you say it. Be not afraid of their faces. Why? For, for God is with you to deliver you. That's, that's what I hold on to. My identity is not in you approving me. My identity is in the, in, in, in the assignment that God has, and I can't do it without him. So it don't matter what anybody thinks, at the end of the night, I got to make sure I hear well done. And as long as I hear well done, I don't care how much persecution I face, that's what satisfies my soul. The joy of the Lord, the well done of the Lord, it brings me strength. It helps me keep going knowing no matter whoever walks away, the Lord said, yeah, let him walk away. But son, I'm so pleased with you. Thank you for saying that. That's all I need. And so many of us, that's counterculture. That, no, we, we got to say what we got to do to get through the door. No, the church that brought me out here. Like, no, I need you to preach something else. Well, I'm not here to argue about it, but when it comes to the foundation of what comes out of my mouth, I got to give account to God, and you want me to teach that the Holy Spirit ain't for everybody? I can't teach that. 
but I'll tell them to come to you. You ain't going to make me the bag. No, 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 what's important to me? Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wouldn't you do what you need to do to make sure you get your work permit? No, one sermon ain't worth, one sermon of error is not worth a, 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 a two-year work permit. Ain't, ain't worth it. Right? To manipulate, to get in them pants, to lie on who you say you are, and later to find out and become this explosive person that brings toxicity in somebody. It's not worth it. One night is not worth it. One year is not worth it. But we want to be approved so bad. <laughs> no, you send me back to California because if I ain't supposed to be here in the first place, then God going to make a way. Be not afraid. Every time you point out your insufficiencies, he points to his sufficiencies. You be wasting your time sitting here, God, I can't do it. And he like, I can't. You, be, you better off using your breath to talk about what he can do versus what you can't do. Your lack does not scare God off. Your lack does not scare God off. Quite frankly, that's prime time. Can you put your lack in his hands? Every assignment is based on what he's done, what he can, and what he will do. It's not based on what you can or can't or have done. God's assignment is not based on what you can do, what you have done, if you qualify. It's all based on what he's done, what he can do, and what he will do. Can I get an amen? Amen. He's fulfilling a promise. He's performing his word. Say that to your neighbor. He's fulfilling the promise. He's performing the word. Tell somebody else. Look in their face and say, he's fulfilling the promise. He's performing his word. He's fulfilling the promise. He's performing his word. He's fulfilling the promise, and he's performing his word. He's fulfilling the promise, and he's performing the word. He's fulfilling it, and he's performing it. He's making it happen. While I'm in here right now, sowing seed into your life, God is moving some things on my behalf somewhere. I don't know. I don't know. How do I know? Because he says so. I, I'm not worried about tomorrow. I'm not worried about if I'm going to get that. I have dreams. I have desires. I have promises. I have perspective or perception that something is taking too long. It's taking longer than it should. But, man, I am just learning how to be excited about where I am right now. Nothing's more important than right now, Sunday. I don't need to, oh, my God, it may not be sunny like this no more. So let's, let's just abandon everything and let's go get some sun. No, the sun got to stop dictating to what you do, Vancouver. Oh, it's sunny today. We ain't going no time. No, uh-uh. Uh-uh. We may not get no sun again. <laughs> we funny. We funny. Joshua. Every place upon... This, this is the kind of thing that I believe. This kind of stuff that I always remind myself, uh, Pastor Dylan. Always. These kind of scriptures is what what holds me but what you got to point to is this is God reminding always having to remind his children who they are every place upon which the sole of your foot shall tread that have I have I given to you as I promised Moses so I believe without a doubt coming into Vancouver everything that God has called me to come uh, to do we will we will 
accomplish. There is nowhere in this city, this country, on this side of my life, period, that will be messed up by somebody else. Everywhere God has called us to go, we will obtain it. Whether it's property, whether it's souls, whether it's buildings, it don't matter what it is, money, it don't matter what it is, God has sent me, I will get it. It don't matter what it looks like as we're going through. Because let me tell you something. The promise is a goal. It's a place to get to. But the process is about image. Yeah, the promise is not image. The process to promise is image. And the promise is the reward of a son. You think once you get to the promised land, now you're worth something. No, 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 no. It's between these lines. It's going through the wilderness that what, what made you. It's not getting across the Jordan that makes you. If you knew who you was in the wilderness, they would have got to the Jordan. They would have got to the promise. But they went around for 40 years because they didn't know who they was, and they thought that they were slaves. So they said, let's go back to familiar. Instead of going across this Red Sea, instead of going across this Jordan, instead of going through the process, let's just go settle over here. Nope. So then he goes and says, come on. Shaka Khan. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life, Pastor Dylan. See, we give people power. And then we blame them for being in the way. Now we, my boss, the government, the white man, the slave owner, the, let me tell you something. They're not in my way unless I see them in my way. The, the white man is not my competition. It, it, no man can keep me from what God has for me. Right, if you refuse to be the, the portal or the partner with God, that's on you. But I can't look at Dylan and be like, that guy's in my way. Now I'm wasting my time trying to move him when God has already promised me what's on the other side of Dylan is mine. But we make so many things our enemy. We make so many roadblocks in our lives, and it has to do with how we see ourselves. If you know you a son, you know daddy got you. I'm not going to give the enemy power. I'm not going to give Pastor Dylan power and give him energy. Why are you in my way? Come on, man. Won't you go and help me out do this? Won't you? No, 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 no. What God has promised has nothing to do with him. But it's to his benefit to join God on the promise. Only, he say, he say, he say, he say, he say, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land which I swore. You see this? Do you see, do you see this? Do you see this? He said, I am committed to my swear. My, I swore. I'm committed. I just need you to walk this thing out. I'm going to make it happen because I made the promise. Do you understand this? Take the pressure off yourself to make the promise come. He made the promise. He has to be the promise keeper. All you need to do is do what he asks you to do. He's the promise keeper. 
only you be strong. Here, here we say, look, I made the promises coming to pass, but I just need you to do one thing. What? Be what? Come on. There's the answer right there. I need you to what? No, not just be strong. No, not just be courageous. No, no, no. No. Huh? Not be going and. No. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. What you think? What you think? Now, you know what's crazy is everybody shouted out an answer and forgot the word only. Only is very important. Not be strong, courageous, and anxious. Not be strong, courageous, and depressed. Not be strong, courageous, and flaky. Not be strong, courageous, and, dep- and, 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 and cussing people out. Only be strong and very courageous. Only turn not from it. Turn not from it to the right or to the left. Do not stop moving straight for what God has told you to do. Only be strong. Only be courageous. Only be strong. Only be courageous. Keep remembering what God told you. Only be strong. Only be courageous. Only be strong. Only be courageous. I'm going to say it again. Only be strong. Only be courageous. You got to tell yourself, nope, I'm not going to give up. Nope, I'm not going to make no excuse. Nope, nope, nope. I'm going to only be strong and I'm only going to be courageous. I'm going to stay the course. I don't care if it take 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. It's worth it. At least I won't hand off to my kids what somebody handed off to me. He said, don't. Just keep going. Just keep going. Just keep going. Why? So you may prosper wherever you go. I don't care if it's California. I don't care if it's Canada. I don't care if it's the South Pole, the North Pole. I don't care where it is. Ezekiel, I don't care where it is. You're going to prosper wherever I send you. You don't need perfect conditions. All you need to be is strong and courageous. Only work overtime. Only marry this kind of person. Oh, no, 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 no. I just need you to stay courageous based on what I told you to do no matter. Noah, Noah, Noah. I know uh, it's crazy to do what I told you to do. But, 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 but Noah, just Noah this. It is going to work out. All I need you to know uh, is be strong and courageous. You're going to look like a buffoon. You're going to look so crazy. Your wife going to think you're crazy. She might going to want to leave you. But I promise you, when the rain come and you got a plan, she going to hop on that boat with you. So just stay loving her because she going to need you. When the storm come, your kids going to think you're crazy because all their friends going to laugh at them. What's your dad doing? Wow, he making a boat for just y'all. You really think we're going to die from a flood? Your dad's making a boat for who? Just you guys. And two of each animal. (laughs) And I can imagine Noah just like, but I just believe God. I just, I just believe God. I just, and I can just hear, Noah, only be strong and be courageous. What if Noah stopped making that boat? The promise for his salvation 
and the promise for him to continue on so that there would be you and I would be no more because of temptation and because of doubt and because of unbelief and because of the fear of man. Put yourself in Noah's shoes and then add to it how you handle tr trouble. Would you have been able to preserve humanity? You do know that. He didn't just make a boat. It was a plan to preserve all of humanity. All of humanity was banking on Noah. Just let you know God's plans for you is connected to generations. And the longer you avoid what God is asking you to do, you're putting generations at risk. He said, have not I commanded you? Again, be strong, be courageous, and now very courageous. If you read this, he is having to remind him in several verses to be courageous. Have God ever had to remind you? He's reminding you today. I ain't gonna even let you answer that question. He's reminding you again. Be strong. Be courageous. What you complaining about? I told you I got you. What you worried about? What you worried about? What you worried about? I don't know what you worried about, but what you worried about? I told you I got you. I told you don't worry about tomorrow. I got tomorrow. Give us this day our what? Daily bread. All I'm gonna worry about is what? Today. What you worried about? I got your husband. I got your wife. I got, I got you. I got you. I got the government. I got all of this stuff. Pandemic, they might close it down again. Whatever. Guess what? If they close it down, guess what? I got you. When they open it up, guess what? I got you. Don't worry about it happening fast enough. When it's going to happen. Why it ain't happening. I got you. Just keep going. Tell your neighbor, keep going. He said, be not afraid. And this is the part I love. It goes down and says, God is with you wherever you go. I just believe that. And when I say wherever you go, I'm talking Whole Foods. What does wherever mean? Everywhere, wherever. Everywhere. Not just at church. The same God that's here wants to leave with you today. Will you host him? Will you be aware of his presence? When you're doing the nudie crunch, guess what? He's there. Yeah, the nudie crunch, the nudie crunch. When you do the nudie crunch, he's there. Ask the Holy Ghost what it means. When you're doing the nudie crunch this week, guess what? It's going to pop. Oh, that's what he meant, nudie crunch. Yeah, the Lord is there. You can't hide. Shereen like, nudie crunch, okay. Huh? I can't explain the nudie crunch. It's just another way of saying when you're getting down, when you're doing your thing, when you're doing your do, when you, when you fornicating, when you sleeping around, when you pull your pants down, and when you watching porn, whenever you sexually active, nudie crunch. Got it? All right. The Lord is there. I need everybody on the count of three to just yell as loud as you can. Stop it now. One, two, three. 
you're going to remember that when you're doing the nudie crunch this week. The Lord is going to say, nope, wait till you get married. Stop it. <laughs> All right, I'll stop it. I think the Lord was having you say that for me. You can be because I am. You can be because I am. Genesis 1, and Moses said to God, who am I? It's 33, sorry. Moses asked, who am I? Here's that question that we all ask. Who am I? Who am I becoming? These are conversations that people have been having for thousands of years. My question to you, could you be honest with yourself right now? Answer within yourself. Do you know who you are? Strip everything away that makes you happy. Strip it all away. From family, to job security, to, to friends. Strip it all away. Who are you? You do know if you were somebody in the womb by yourself. You somebody out the womb by yourself. You wasn't insecure in the womb. You was just, you didn't know what you was. You just in there. I think that's what we be doing up in there. <laughs> but then all of a sudden you entered this sin sick world. And now you're clothing yourself with leaves. Because you can't look at yourself. Who are you? What if you don't get married? Have you failed? Or have you succeeded? Have you conquered something? You came in this world by yourself. It was you and God in that womb. And you're going to leave by yourself. And you're going to stand before God by yourself, not with your spouse. So why in the process do you need so much? Trust me. God created us to be there for one another, but not to make each other gods. Who are you? That's the greatest way you can enter a covenant, offering someone authentic identity. What would marriage be like if I didn't have to fix you and you didn't have to fix me? What if we both were sons and daughters? That's half the, that's more than half the battle. Then we could what? Be. Who are you? Is the person on your hip, is the person that you see, desires, the job you desire, the career you desire. How much of that, when you see yourself in that situation, you saying, if I can get that, if I can get there, if I can get them, I, my life would be. Do you see yourself happier there? That's unhealthy. Yeah. 
you'll be happier there because you're happier here. And until you learn how to be happy here, you might be disappointed there. Because whatever you're hoping there changes. But the person that's standing here with you here never changes. And we spend most of our days waiting to get there instead of basking in who we are here. Right here, you're powerful, you're wonderful, you're fearfully and wonderfully made, you are an overcomer, you are strong, you are strong all by yourself, you are, you are strong, you are, you are strong, you are courageous, you are smart, you are intelligent. Don't matter your skin, don't matter your size, it don't matter what you've come through, it don't matter what you're going through, it don't matter if you're employed, unemployed, don't matter. You are powerful. And you are unique, and there's nobody on this planet like you. God said, I will surely be with you, and this shall be the sign, you that I have sent you. And God said to Moses, I am who I am. He says, Lord, what do I tell the people when I go so that they know I'm somebody? What do I tell the people so they know I'm somebody? He said, let them know I am who I am, and I am what I am, and I will be what I will be. And he said, you shall say this to the Israelites, I am has sent me to you. I don't know about you if you've ever been in VIP. Normally, if you're on a guest list, you have to say whose guest you are. And because of whose guest you are, you have the access they have. So the Lord says, don't tell them you, Moses, with a stuttering problem. Tell them, I am sent me. And what you have to understand that your identity is in him. Everywhere you go, they should see him. And if they see him, watch the access you get. Potiphar chose Joseph because he looked at Joseph and said, man, the Lord is with him. Let me give you a couple more and get you, get you back out in this heat. I am everything you need. Just tell them you are everything I need. If you believe that, just tell them you are everything I need. You are everything I need. I know, fellas, it's a little awkward because, you know, we don't like depending on that. You see, my boy, you are everything I need. Even if you say to your swag, boy, you, you everything I need, God, he'll take that. You, you everything. He down here, too. You everything because we're going in a circle, so he ain't you everything. You everything I need. You're everything I need, Lord. I'm desperate for you. I am. I am where I am is. I am where I am is. Matthew 10 says, if you seek you, You'll never find you, but if you seek me, you'll find 
you where I am. <laughs> I am where I am is. That's why it's so vital to live in his presence. Why? Because you're there. You want to know who you really are? Live in his presence. Stay woke, Mikey. <laughs> Mike leaning over there, boy. Wake him up. <laughs> While you are trying to figure out where and who you are, God is focused on where you are. While you're trying to figure out Are you even in a position to discover who you are? You have to remove yourself from the lies in order to see the truth. Yeah, it is. This is why Moses says, if your presence does not go with me, then I ain't going. Lord, don't take me nowhere your presence is. His identity is in Christ. Look in the New Testament. Google it. Google how many times, I, I'm not going to get to it, but I'm going to deal with in him. How many times? In him. My identity is in him. My joy is in him. My courage is in him. My faith is in him. That's why David says in Psalm 51, cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Why? Because that's where I'm at. Without your presence, I'm lost. <clears throat> Purpose can be found through discovering and understanding my talents, abilities, passion, and desires. But a small part of true purpose is based on what you look, what you like to do, but more on why and who you do it for. See, you can find purpose based on, you can gauge it, you can discover it on your passions and things you love to do and things you're talented in, but that's very small part of your purpose but why do you do what you do why do you want what you want why are you going where you going why you want to move to California why you want to go to Israel why you want to do what you do what's the why why do you want that down there can you answer that why and you'll find identity in that answer that answer should not be something that completes you Your, it, your joy shouldn't be based on if they just do that, if this was there, if he became the president, if this was there, if Trudeau, if they just do this, if they just open up the limits or lift the limits off. Man, we need more ability to have more people in the church for our church to grow. No, you don't. You just need to be the church for the church to grow. True identity can only be found in the presence of God. A lack of true identity will always distort my understanding of true purpose. Y'all with me? Amen. You know why this is a hard topic? Even, for, even it was for me when I first time I was preached to identity. No one really likes to look at themselves. That's why we rush to a job because that makes us feel like we're doing something. We go hide in a relationship because that speaks to who we are. It's those fig, it's those leaves that Adam and Eve covered themselves with. A false sense of security. They didn't want to be naked no more. 
So let me put these leaves on to create some security. But guess who they couldn't hide from? The Lord. Perfect timing. We'll end over here. Genesis 3. And the Lord walks through. I don't know. I'm just envisioning God running in the garden. Like, I mean, he just. Hey, 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 Adam, what's, what's, what's going on? Where you go? He say, Adam and his wife hid. Wait a minute. Why you? They hid themselves from what? The presence. Shame. And I would say for almost 30, no, well, up until 2007, for those that know how old I am, good for you. For those that don't, too bad. But for well in my 20s, I covered myself with leaves. Myself with leaves. I had my homies, I was popular, I played sports, I played Division I sports, I played pro baseball, smoked, drank, do all of that cool stuff at the time, I thought. All the stuff we think is adulthood. Job, fire academy, hospital, work. I mean, I've had everything from selling marijuana all the way to being in a fire academy to now pioneering a church. Worked at Taco Bell, worked at the movie theater, Foot Locker, Eddie Bauer, Gap, Old Navy, so clothes out the trunk, hood style, wrapped, sang, searched all over, wearing leaves, hiding myself wherever I could find acceptance. Instead of allowing myself to go through seasons of nakedness so that I can understand who I really am. How long you how long we're in a world that is full of makeup, full of images, full of covering up, hiding because we're too afraid to look at I am broken. And I need something bigger than me. I need to shift my atmosphere, and I need to get healthy. It's easy for us to look at those on, down the street that's hungover and, and popping needles in their veins and be like, they're bad. But look, you just as broken. You just clean. You just got leaves on. And just because you can see somebody else's nakedness don't mean that your clothes any better. It's just they've gotten to a point where they can't hide no more. The dangerous part is when you could actually keep hiding. The blessing is when God, and you still hear God say, where are you? And that's what this whole message is about today. God wanted me to come before you on behalf of him and ask you, where are you? I remember I got to this part in, in, in studying and, and, and it just, my, my, my throat began to get choked up. And the Lord said, I need you to ask my people, where are they? Are you really happy? Is that thing you thought was going to bring you joy really bringing you joy? Where are you? 
Where are you in your mind? You acting like you love her. You acting like you, but where are you? Really, where are you? Take off, to have a moment and take off the leaves and allow me to examine you purely in the condition you are. Can I expose you today, tonight? Can I, can I send you home with this word and you be honest? Where are you? Are you happy? Really, why are you happy? What makes you happy? If you're not happy, then, 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 then answer that. If you have regret, then answer that. Don't keep burying and burying and burying and burying because every time you bury, you hide. And God loves you so much, he really wants to deal with every bit of brokenness. You know, if you break some glass, there's big chunks. But then there's those people like my wife. Like, like I'll be like, I don't see no more chunks. You see that? Look, it's not the chunks that'll cut you. It's them little tiny pieces of glass. Because you're not cautious no more. You just, you, you, you cool as long as you don't see it. It's like kids, when you tell them to clean up, they, they, they just going to sweep the glass under the rug. They don't want to pick it up. They just want to get it out of sight. Let me tell you, if all you want is your issues out of sight, you childish. You a little kid. You ain't grown. You childish because you are too afraid to actually let God clean up the whole mess. The blood was shed for the whole mess, not the chunks. <laughs> And real friends going to be like, no, 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 thank you for getting the chunks out the way, but we got to spend some more time getting these little pieces. Why? Because a little baby in Christ might go find a chunk and swallow it. See, you concerned about you, but there's babies in Christ. They're the ones crawling on the floor, and they could actually see the chunks. You just happy you standing up, and so it's, it don't bother you because they way down there. But what about the baby that's in diapers, that's still drinking milk, that just got saved? And they get a hold of a piece of glass that you didn't want to pick up. Because all you're concerned about is the chunks. And you've learned how to hide the pieces. How selfish and childish of you. That's why you say every day, you're going to work on yourself because I want all the pieces. They hid from his presence, the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, where are you? He said, I heard the sound of you walking in the garden and I was afraid. I was shameful. I was upset with myself because I allowed myself to get in this situation. And I was afraid because I was naked. I was exposed. I was vulnerable I was dealing with uncertainty so I just covered myself when I was drinking cover myself smoking cover myself and the woman met a wife and she like you ain't gonna cover yourself with me she didn't even know that's what she was saying because she wasn't saved at the time but she like you ain't you ain't sleeping with me mm -mm. and then even now sometimes where she covers me But sometimes you just want somebody to be like, oh, and sometimes you need somebody to be like, we're going to do this. Let's go. I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And he said, 
Who told you that you was naked? Who told you that your sin disqualified you from my presence? <laughs> Who told you what you did last week meant you had to start over? told you that you so jacked up I never have time for you who told you that he said you've been sipping on that scissor huh <laughs> he said have you eaten of the tree the one I told you don't fool with thought I was trying to get some, keep something from you, huh? You thought your life wouldn't be valuable without that, huh? You thought you was missing out on something if you didn't get a piece of that, huh? And now you just opened a portal. I'm still here for you, but there is fruit from that. And then as we know, the story says, that woman... So now we start blaming people. She made me do it. No, I, I did that because I had to get my money. I had to, I had to get my money up. I had to, well, my dad wasn't there. How you gonna blame your dad? You're 30 years old. You still, you, you, you blaming your mom. You blaming your uncle. Yes, they mistreated you, but you can't go through life covering yourself with leaves because of something somebody did 30 years ago. And so whoever you are today, the question is, have you been eating the fruits and lies of this world? And I'll leave you with this thought. The Lord is looking for you because the world has need of him. I want you to say loud on that for a hot second. The Lord is looking for you because the world has need of him. He told his boys, go get that donkey. I have need of it. The Lord is looking for you because he is ready to enter into some people's lives. What did he need that donkey for? Because he is about to enter in the town. You are because he is ready to enter into friends and families and co-workers' lives, Vancouver's lives. Will you allow the Lord to... Can, can, can you remove pride and just be naked before the Lord? Vulnerable. Come as you are. Or will you make excuses? Will you think you are so deep in something that it's no way you can get out? Is what you're involved in so much, it's so important to you and the fear of leaving it to start what you think is over is your relationship, your purpose, your boys, your girls, your friends more important than what God has for you? And if it is, you just say so. Yeah, absolutely. God, you can wait on me. The truth of the matter is he's always there for you but if you truly love him 
he's worth any change. Let's lift our hands up. Let's lift our hands up. Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for your word. And we thank you as everlasting. You are awesome. You are mighty. You are powerful. And right where you are, you could be praying. Maybe, maybe the Lord is dealing with your heart. And there are some things you need to let go. Some fears you need to expose within yourself. I don't know what he's shown you. But I believe that he's been speaking to at least a few of you. He's been speaking to at least a few of you. And I do believe there's a few of you in this room that's ready for change. There's a few of you that are ready for transformation. There's a few of you that are not just woke, but you're ready to get out the bed. The Lord's not asking you to be woke. He's asking you to get up, arise, shine. For today, the glory of the Lord rests upon you. So we thank you. It's right where you are. Use your words. Use your relationship. It's your heart. Just take a moment. If his Lord forgive me, forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my shortcomings. Forgive me of my disobedience. And guess what? You don't have to list a long laundry list of mess ups. The Lord knows. All he wants to hear is you accept him today. Lord, come into my heart. Lord, walk with me as I walk with you. Lord, send accountability around me. And just be declare who he says you are. You are a mighty man of God. Come on, you, I am a mighty man of God. I, I am a mighty woman of God. I am stronger than this. I am a nice person in Jesus' name. The love of God dwells in my heart richly. Come on, just lift Lift your voices a little bit and begin to give him some praise. Thanks for joining us. Stay connected with us by following us on social media at LoveQuestINTL Church. And join us next time as we receive another powerful right now word brought to us by our man of God, Pastor Terrence Richmond. Enjoy the rest of your day. And in the meantime, get your love fixed, man.